Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome to the third hour of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We have a lot to talk to you about when it comes to crime and criminal justice in this country in this hour. Also, they're terrified of Ron DeSantis on a separate note, politically speaking. And that's a good sign for the DeSantis fans out there. When the left is angry at you, you know you're doing something right. We'll get to that later on. For right now, we have a number of heinous crimes that have occurred across the United States. Uh, Well, notably in big cities like Los Angeles and New York City, although there are crimes happening every day in record numbers. Remember, 2021 was a year of all-time murder highs in a number of major American cities, enormous increases in a lot of cities, double-digit increases in dozens of American cities over the last 12 to 18 months, of course, coinciding with the rise of the BLM movement as well. And so the theory that I've always put forward that Black Lives Matter as a movement manages to make everything worse for everyone, and notably for young Uh, black men in America. It makes everything worse for everyone. The data proves that out. But here's what we've gone through just in the last week in this country uh, when we're talking about crime and and what's happening in America today. You have um, Sandra Shells punched in the head, fell down and uh, hit her head and and later died. She was a nurse in Los Angeles waiting to be uh, picked up by a bus. A nurse uh, who was just doing her day-to-day life. Brianna Kupfer, uh, who was stabbed to death while working at a store in Los Angeles by a, well, we'll get into the criminals and, and who they are and their backgrounds in a moment. And then Michelle Goh, who was pushed in front of an oncoming subway car and struck fatally by that subway car in ti- on the Times Square subway station. This is right near where uh, I am in New York City. It's a subway station that in earlier times, I would have used all the time, but everyone these days is more and more concerned about being on the subway. Um, and, and here's here's what's 
obvious about all this right away. The, the criminals that do this are known criminals. The people that have murdered these three women uh, were known to authorities with long criminal records, violent criminal records, and yet they're back out on the streets. What is the response of Eric Adams, the new mayor of New York City, to the murder of, of uh, Michelle Goh, an Asian-American woman pushed in front of the subway car? We need more mental health resources, he says, for this city. Well, there's actually a whole other approach, which would be we need to enforce the law and get serious about crime in America today. Here is the father, Brianna Kupfer, was stabbed to death in the store in Los Angeles. Horrific crime, completely random, unprovoked, just a vicious murder. Here's her father uh, speaking about this issue on Fox, Todd Kupfer. Play clip 26. I'm not blaming anybody by name. I blame what's endemic in our society right now is that everybody seems to be oriented on giving back rights and bestowing favor on people that rob others of their rights. We should be celebrating the good in people, not tear down communities by exposing them to people that are falling out the bottom that really don't care about the other human beings and just think they can do whatever they like in our society, and they are doing it more and more. That's the father of the victim in L.A., this brutal murder that occurred. Buck, you had a recent graduate of college working in a furniture store. Middle of the day, she is brutally murdered in the middle of the day by a career felon who has been arrested dozens of times. You have the situation, and by the way, this is a major point of discussion right now in Los Angeles, a city that I really like and have spent a substantial amount of time in in my career because Fox Sports is based in L.A. So I have been out in L.A. other than where I went to college in Washington, D.C. and where I live in Nashville. I've been in L.A. more time in my life than anywhere else in the world. And this is resonating in a big way. A middle-of-the-day murder by a career felon who should have never been on the streets. And, Buck, you can speak to this, and I know a lot of our staff in New York City can. For the people out there that don't live in New York City, what happened to Michelle Goh, this 40-year-old woman who was in the subway, never even saw her attacker who shoved her in front of an oncoming subway train. This is a fear that is palpable for people who take the subway in New York City, for people who live in New York. This is something that is always in the back of your mind, this idea that someone might just come up and shove you. For anybody who's taken the subway before, if you're standing near the edge of that uh, of that uh, train platform. When the platform, when it comes roaring in, you know how potentially able to be shoved in front you are, how much of a victim you are, how much you're relying on just the basic decency of society to be able to board that uh, subway train. And right. so for both of these incidents, and, and, and by the way, I think this is important, Buck, these are not outlier incidents, right? And what I mean by that is these are not things that occur that are 
so outside of what's going on elsewhere. They're just two anecdotes which are reflective of the rapid rise in violent crime that we have seen in this country. And those are the two biggest cities in America. And right now, if you're in New York and L.A., you have heard and probably discussed with some of your friends and family about both of these cases, and they are emblematic of Democratic policy failures that violent criminals are being allowed to maraud in our streets and kill completely 100 billion percent innocent people these women had no chance to defend themselves they had no hope public perception and social cohesion matters a whole lot when it comes to crime right why why is and you could talk about the socioeconomics behind it and but poverty actually doesn't cause violent crime there are a lot of very very poor societies where violent crime is actually quite rare so it's not poverty that's not true Uh, there's often a perception of whether or not certain behaviors will be tolerated. There's an escalation among the criminal class, because in every society there's a small percentage of people who are committing a vast majority, nearly all of the violent crimes. That's just the reality all around the world. And so when you look at this and you say, why is it that, why is Tokyo so much safer than Rio de Janeiro, for example, just to pick two cities? I mean, Rio has a very, very high crime rate, and Tokyo has an incredibly low crime rate. They're both mega cities with millions and millions of people. Well, it's because you create a a culture, essentially, a public perception of how the police are going to react, what the public believes, how the public interacts with each other, social cohesion, social trust. That's why the subway platform thing is so, uh, first of all, it's so horrific to think you'd be, she was just looking at her phone and some lunatic shoves her in front of an oncoming train. It's a, you know, a horrible way to, a horrible way to die. And think about what that's done to her family. But beyond that, you see now that the Democrat policies of allowing and being permissive, uh, of the criminal class is disastrous. And we've gone through this before in America as, as a society, as a country. And we learned the lesson and now it's as though they want us to unlearn the lesson. And they have no good you know, explanation or excuse for this. And I'll tell you this, Clay, one thing that's really omnipresent. I know Tucker last night on his show on Fox did a whole thing on homelessness in American cities. It is a normal thing. I, mean, I can even remember recently myself, I was walking with my mother. This is maybe a few months back. And a person came up and started screaming the most horrific profanity imaginable. And it was a female, by the way, in our faces. And you just realize that this has now been normalized, that there that there are essentially insane vagrants who wander the streets, urinating, defecating and shouting threats and profanity at people. And if you and the Democrat and this is where we get into the politics of this a bit in the Democrat mindset, if you have a problem with this, if you want these people to be taken off the street, if you want these people to be incarcerated for crimes they commit without the whole, oh, they just need mental health services, depending, of course, on the individual case, you're a bad person. They'll often call you a racist, depending on the race of the person involved in this, and they want to shut you down. You're not allowed anymore, Clay, as a New Yorker, to be upset and complain about people uh, relieving themselves and doing heroin in broad daylight on Broadway on the corner of wherever you live because social justice says you have to just take it. That's that's what the Democrat Party's turned into. And I want to hit you with this, too, Buck, because I think you can speak to this based on your background. Violent crime is typically not the first thing that someone does. This is why getting people who commit crimes off the streets is so important. You can speak to this, I think, on the percentage basis. 
But this guy, for instance, in L.A. who killed this young girl in a furniture store, he'd been arrested dozens of times for several violent offenses. Usually, the first offense you commit is not killing someone, right? People don't usually just jump from complete uh, innocence, complete law-abidingness to suddenly committing a violent murder. Now, maybe that happens in crimes of passion type situations more so, but it's still very rare that the first thing on somebody's rap sheet is murder. So this is why the three strikes and you're out felony law made sense back in 1994 and beyond, because there is an idea that as you commit crimes, and by the way, get away with them, you graduate in essence to the severity of the crime that you might attempt. There's a lot of evidence of that, right? Well, this is like with heinous, violent crimes a lot of the time, uh, people that end up you know, becoming, whether it's a, a, a school shooter situation or people that just go on to do the worst kinds of, of acts, you go back and you always find out uh, invariably that you know they were torturing animals or that there were, there are always signs is what I'm saying. There's always these earlier indicators, and oftentimes it's building up through crimes over time that you see that someone's heading for this. It doesn't get better, right? It doesn't go from, you know, I I stole, uh, you know, I stole a jacket to I stole a car to I committed an armed robbery to, oh, you know, now I'm going to now I'm going to downscale it and just engage in a little, you know, Medicare fraud. No, no, that's not the direction it heads in. And we all know that uh, just from our, our lived experience, you could say, as human beings and seeing what it's like in these societies. We'll come back into more of this because I think Eric Adams is unfortunately going to be a huge disappointment on this issue. He spoke about the subway system and whether it's safe or not, Clay. We should uh, we should address. And then we've got the media already. Get You're going to see so many. Ron DeSantis is worse than Trump, as in scarier than Trump. <laughs> oh, my. There's already that happening. But Clay and I start off every day with Black Rifle Coffee. It's delicious tasting coffee that fuels our morning prep time. This is a veteran-owned coffee company that serves premium stuff to people who love America. They developed their own explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus they learned as military members serving this great country. Today, Black Rifle Coffee is committed to supporting veteran law enforcement and first responders. With every purchase you make, they give back to those causes. I'm drinking the K-Cups every day because, you know, I just want it quick and convenient. I get my CAF going and, man, it is like freedom straight into my veins, Clay. What's your what's your brew? I love the mocha cold brew right out of the can, pop the top, boom, you're ready to roll and you can decide what flavor is right for you. You can go on the website, check it out, see what you might like. BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use the code Clay and Buck at checkout for 20% off your purchase, off your purchase and your first coffee club order. All you need to do, BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use that code Clay and Buck. Sign up 20% off today. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. 
The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risked their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. Give us five stars. Dub is going to be in charge of reading those five-star reviews and collating them for us. So if you take the time to do that, he will read those five-star reviews. Uh, Buck, you are recovering from COVID. As a result, well, first of all, you're going to have to do the show solo tomorrow because I'm going to be traveling to Fort Myers, and the only nonstop flight to Fort Myers from Nashville occurs during our show. Uh, so I will be solo for several hundred of our listeners on Friday in Fort Myers. I think we're going to try to Zoom you in or FaceTime you in or some sort of uh, activity there. But we're looking forward to being able to interact with a lot of you down in the Fort Myers, Naples, Naples Southwest Florida uh, part of the Clay and Buck universe. going to be a cool event that we're doing there. We appreciate our affiliate station uh, and our listeners down there. Look forward to seeing you. But Buck will have the show tomorrow. I will be flying, hopefully. All these different flights have been getting canceled still because of the Omicron impact. Both Buck and I have had Omicron, uh, but a lot of different pilots and flight attendants have, which has necessitated all sorts of scrambling in terms of the flight situation. So hopefully my flight will actually take off tomorrow. Uh, but Buck, you're going to have the show solo, uh, and it should be a, uh, it should be a really, uh, fun show for you, uh, as you are doing it from your apartment recovering from yes. COVID. And then it's going to be fun for me to get down to Fort Myers. And then, and then I can wear a scarf or whatever I like and no one will even, <laughs> no one will even know. Nobody will call the- you out. I can rock the indoor ascot, folks, and no one will even know the difference. But I will say, I, I have to, I have to give a, a moment of appreciation for my uh, my tag team member here, Mister Clay Travis, because I have started watching both Yellowstone and eighteen eighty three. Yes, and, uh, on your recommendation, and I will because, of course, the, when, what better time to start ripping through shows than when you're literally home alone in quarantine for a week and can't yeah. see anyone and can't do anything. 1883, I think, is fabulous. Yeah. And I've already watched the whole slew of episodes that are out so far. Such a well-done show. I don't even, this guy, Taylor Sheridan, never heard of him before all this stuff. I want to be like, this guy's like a modern American, you know, film genius. And then uh, then there's um, Yellowstone, which I'm now, I'm, I'm like halfway through the first season. And it is, I have to say, it is very good. But. I do actually think I probably like 1883 a little bit better, but I do I like think 1883 is better done. I mean, look, the 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 conceit of 
television is often you take two different shows and you throw them together and create something new. And so if you were saying, hey, what is the uh, what is that sort of alchemy look like that created uh, Yellowstone? I've been saying, hey, it's sort of like you mixed Dallas with the Sopranos, right? It's not either of those, but it's a very melodramatic version of uh, of of a television program, if that makes sense. Right. Well, this is how they used to pitch movies, right? I mean, the yes. original pitch for Ghostbusters according to Dan Aykroyd, was uh, was ghost janitors in space. Believe it or not, it was supposed to be in space, the initial uh, screenplay for that. Uh, but how, how are we doing with the Peaky Blinders watching, I, Mr. Travis? I, I have not. Yeah, I haven't watched hardly any television because for people out there who know, the Super Wild Card weekend in the NFL was Saturday, I, I Sunday, Monday. I think that's TV, Monday. though. <laughs> yeah, that's six different games, though. Uh, that are the essence of the NFL. So I have not watched hardly anything other than the NFL on television. Uh, I am thinking that I'll watch some Peaky Blinders when I am in uh, Florida solo now uh, with lots of time theoretically to kill. By the way, some good news. Starbucks just happening, right? You just saw the news come across. Starbucks has rescinded their vaccine mandate for workers um, I hope that there are going to be other places doing the same going forward in the wake of the Supreme Court decision. But also, as we now recognize that the vi- vaccine isn't stopping people from getting Omicron, if everybody's going to get it, it's hard to argue that you have to have a vaccine mandate. Buck, what you got for us? Interest rate hikes are coming three, maybe four this year, and they could happen as early as March. That makes now the time to cut down on your debt and spend less on interest by refinancing before it's too late. Just takes one call to American Financing to learn more. Their salary-based mortgage consultants look at your entire financial picture. They find every way to help you save up to $1,000 a month. American Financing. Look, I've relied on them, and they've come through big time. So why not learn more? The call is free. There's no obligation, no hidden fees. You really got nothing to lose. You could close in as fast as 10 days and skip two mortgage payments. Call American Financing at 800-777-8109. That's 800-777-8109. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182-334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. That's 800-777-8109, American Financing. Our system must be safe. It must be safe from actual crime, which we are going to do. And it must be safe from those who feel as though there's a total level of disorder in our subway system. Day one, January 1, when I took the train, I saw the homelessness, the yelling, the screaming early in the morning. Crimes right outside of the platform. We know we have a job to do and we're going to do both. We're going to drive down crime and we're going to make sure New Yorkers feel safe in our subway system. And they don't feel that way now. I don't feel that way when I take the train every day or when I'm moving throughout our transportation system. That is our battle and that is what I'm going to do as the mayor of the city of New York. Welcome back to Clay and Buck Show. We just mentioned to you when we're talking about our, our crime discussion before uh, Eric Adams, the new mayor of New York City, a former member of the NYPD, the police department here in New York, and, you know, saying some of the right things. And at least this is something of a counterbalance to uh, the new district attorney, Bragg, who came in to the firestorm after he put out a memo, uh, the firestorm of, of, of outrage from 
saying that they won't even pursue criminal charges for things like armed robbery, which everyone usually would say, oh, that's a really serious crime. You're pointing a gun at somebody saying, I'm going to kill you unless you give me your money. Uh, that usually results in a lengthy and should result in a lengthy prison sentence. So, I mean, there, there's some cause for, uh, I wouldn't say optimism, but it's not hopeless in New York, Clay. That's where I am now. I'm not optimistic, but it's not hopeless that the crime situation here in NYC will turn around. And remember, the New York crime miracle was often used as a a template and a playbook for what was done in other cities across the country. Um, but it's, all, it's also a reminder, remember he says that the subway, when he's in it, and a lot of people listening, I'm sure, have been on the New York subway at some point. It's gone through, you know, good periods, bad periods. Uh, it has become totally normalized that you'll walk into a subway car and it will, I mean, it'll honestly smell like you're in a sewage treatment plant and there'll be trash all over the place and some absolutely insane person who's maybe not even dressed who is like walking around screaming profanity and talking to himself. And you're just supposed to say, well, I guess the cops, you know, he has a right to do this. The cops can't arrest him. I mean, this is the society we've been living in. I believe that that crime is up 50 percent on the subway. So this is not something that people are making up. I, I read that statistic recently. And I would also say this. Some of what Eric Adams says there is important. And I think some of the things that he has said about the importance of diminishing crime in the city is 100% correct. But he's a grown man, Buck. You're a grown man. I'm a grown man. The level of fear that I think a grown man feels is different than a level of a fear that a woman would feel or certainly a child would feel. So I would take the subway and not be afraid to take the subway myself. Simultaneously, if I were living in New York right now, I would not want my wife going on the subway by herself. I mean, she's five foot two, 105 pounds, and I certainly wouldn't want my kids. I mean, I'm about to have a 14-year-old. I don't want my teenage son to be on the subway by himself. So to me, you judge the safety of a city buck, not by what a grown man of a normal size who feels like he can take care of himself to some degree and also at least puts off the idea to a criminal element, hey, if I try to do something to this guy, we're similar in size. There may be some danger to me. I want to know what women and kids think yeah, the, about whether they feel safe, not what a grown mayor who can probably take care of himself because he's a grown man. He's not really the arbiter for whether a subway is safe to me. It's whether women and children feel comfortable. And as a man... Whether you're the dad or you're the husband or you're the grandfather, whether you would feel comfortable with the women in your life and the children in your life being on the subway. And, Buck, you don't have a wife or kids right now, but I bet you wouldn't feel very comfortable if you knew that they were on the subway by themselves right now. I certainly wouldn't. That's, to me, how you test safety in a city. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I remember a friend of mine who was doing some, when I lived in D.C., did some real estate investing. He ha He had this theory, and he said... You know, if you want to know, because he would invest in transitioning, you know, uh, economically yep. transitioning neighborhoods, he'd say all you have to know is do women jog at night in this Perfect. neighborhood? Yes. And that was that was just he said, if, if, if women jog at night who live there, who know the neighborhood, yes. you're fine. If women don't feel safe jogging at night, there's an issue. You know, and this was just I, I mean, it's a very simplistic thing, but I, I think it actually is. I've, is, I've is made that accurate. exact. I've made that exact analogy before, Buck. To me. If you in, in, in Nashville, where we lived, we lived in an inner city neighborhood 
And I said, you know, if if you can tell how a neighborhood is in terms of safety by what women feel comfortable doing alone by themselves in the neighborhood, that's the ultimate test. Because if a woman feels like she can put on shorts and a T-shirt and go out and jog in that neighborhood, it is a 100% sign that the neighborhood is in some way safe, right? Your average woman. If they don't, then that's a big, big issue. And I think in the wake of that woman who was by herself getting shoved in front of the subway and dying uh, and, and, and the stories that are coming out of violence inside the subway, I don't think most women in New York yeah. City feel that safe by themselves. And the perception issue really matters when you're talking about safety as well. When you think about, and I know I'm focusing on New York and we've got audience all across the country and a lot of them don't live in cities and crime is not a big issue for you. So you're among the, the fortunate Americans who don't have to think about this very much, but I'm sure you probably got kids maybe who are in college or, you know, who have moved to big cities because that's where the jobs often are. And, you know, so it affects everybody in different ways. And and I just say that when you see and I was in Los Angeles before lockdown, the weekend before lockdown, I was in the Bill Maher show in L.A. And I remember being out there and you go to Hollywood and there are 10 cities. I went to Austin during the lockdown. There are 10 cities out on the street and the, the perception among a certain lifestyle lib has been if you complain about this, you're a bad person. Um, and depending on the you know, socioeconomic and racial background of some of the people living in the 10 cities, you may even be kind of racist for complaining about this reality. When in truth, we all know there is a tremendous correlation between uh, vagrancy, the lack of enforcement of these laws, these day to day laws um, and and the increase in crime. I mean, we, we just know that if you allow people who are, you know, Clay, I didn't even tell you this, the place where I, where I film um, uh, the TV show that I do for the first TV every day is right across the street. I mean, right across the street. Like, it faces one of those hotels that was turned into, essentially, a homeless shelter. And it was turned into a homeless shelter during the pandemic because of the you know, emergency orders. They were paying something like, I want to say, $150 or $200 a night, the city was, to house homeless people in this hotel. And out in front, I mean, the place was just, it was an absolute mess. I mean, there was trash everywhere. There were people doing all, not just weed, all kinds of drugs. It was loud, people smashing bottles, people yelling profanity, people urinating on the street. And, you know, you're allowed to, as a, as a citizen, as a person who's living here, law-abiding, paying taxes, you're allowed to say, why is this permissible? And now, finally, I think people are waking up to that in New York, Los Angeles, uh, you know, San Francisco, Atlanta, certainly. Chicago, you know, na name a city that's been Philadelphia. Good heavens, look what's going on there. So that's the big change. And Democrats realize that, you know, it, it's all over for them with this. Oh, we have to end the incarceral, st the carceral state. This is insane. As I've been saying for a long time, Buck, being concerned about being too tough on crime is a luxury of a low crime environment. We're not in a low crime environment anymore. We don't have the luxury of worrying about over punishing criminal elements. We need to get back to putting violent people behind bars so we can start to protect the innocent people in society. Would you take I, I time wanna... to go? Yeah. But yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. I was going to say we're going to get into Ron DeSantis here in a second. I just want to remind everybody we won't we won't forget about that. But by all means, he's coming under attack in a big way, which means there's a lot of nervousness about Ron DeSantis. When you can take the time to go back and relive family get-togethers and the moments that matter most to your family, 
it's a great feeling. Something magic about seeing the faces, hearing the voices, and being able to watch old home movies that show the love and caring between family members of all generations. That's why our sponsor, Legacy Box, will provide to you. They take your old family videos and film, digitally transfer them so you can see them again. Few of us have an old VCR player. Fewer still have a film projector that still works. You know who does? My dad. Uh, still uses that old film projector, but we need to make sure with Legacy Box, what we've done is make sure we protect all of those old slides. And if you haven't done it for yourself and your family yet, it's time. Legacy Box will ship you a box to fill up and send back to them once it's delivered via FedEx or UPS at Legacy Box's facility in Chattanooga, Tennessee. They'll keep you updated all along. In several weeks' time, you'll get digital copies that can be enjoyed, shared, and organized. It really is like magic, which is why you need to kick off the new year by rescuing your family's most cherished memories, go to LegacyBox.com slash Clay to take advantage of a great discount. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back in. Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show final segment Wednesday edition. Want to hit you with a couple of good news segments here before we dive into some fun with Ron DeSantis and the fear that he is provoking. Uh, England has ended the national mask requirement as well as COVID vaccine requirements for businesses. 
That means that neither of those mandates are in effect for anyone. No national mask mandate and starting soon. And no longer will they allow or require vaccines, should say require vaccine passports to enter businesses. They are doing away with both restrictions. Fingers crossed that could lead to some positive results here in the United States as well, since we have followed many of the decisions that have been made in England. Also, Buck, good news. Uh, Starbucks, in the wake of the Supreme Court decision saying that the vaccine mandate nationwide is not constitutional starbucks which employs obviously tons of people all over the world really but certainly all over this country they are saying they are no longer going to require vaccines for their workers based on that supreme court decision all right let me play this cut for everybody out there you know people are getting nervous about ron DeSantis because he's coming under siege I believe it was Tuesday's edition of the New York Times had a front page article about DeSantis and Trump tensions between them. They are trying to ramp up attacks on Ron DeSantis because they are aware the mainstream corporate media is that he is likely to win comfortably the governorship of Florida in 2022. You still need to show up and vote, but he is trending very well there uh, as many of the decisions that he has made made with covid are being reinforced on a daily basis based on actual data. Go figure. Listen to this as we discuss the uh, the fact that Ron DeSantis may actually be more dangerous than Donald Trump. Play Ron DeSantis is far more dangerous than Donald Trump because he's more savvy, he's more coy, and he doesn't have the pitfalls that Donald Trump does. Ron DeSantis will announce he's running for president on this notion of the free state of Florida. Florida's not free if your kids can't be exposed to the full curriculum that would make them smarter and better educated students. Florida's not free if you can't get a test or treatment for COVID. Florida's not free if you don't have access to the ballot box. Florida's not free. It's a narrative that Ron DeSantis is very successfully selling, which is what makes him dangerous, because in Ron DeSantis's narrative of freedom, he's actually really kneecapping democracy right now for people of Florida. And he will successfully do it on the national stage should he get to the White House. Isn't it amazing to see how they invert what words mean and they invert reality? Ron DeSantis is giving people individual choice and greater freedom and allowing people to make more of their own decisions and the Democrats believe that that is actually tyranny. I mean, they they actually subvert, they they invert the basic meaning of of what freedom is. Right now, there's actually a, an editorial up at the Washington Post. I just saw it that Ron DeSantis is creating a paradise of authoritarianism in Florida. So so let's just be all be very clear about this. Biden mandating that everyone has to get a shot that does not actually stop the spread of COVID-19 in any meaningful way all across the country, multiple shots over and over again, perhaps endlessly for everyone through OSHA, which, of course, the Supreme Court has stayed this. But that is not authoritarian. Ron DeSantis letting people live their lives and not have to go through the state mandates that is the, quote, paradise of authoritarianism that is being set up. I mean, this is just this is straight out of Orwell. This is, you know, war equals peace, uh, you know, freedom equals slavery, weakness equals strength. They, they just change the plain meaning and understanding that we have of words. But what else are they going to say? We're a bunch of neurotic totalitarian psychopaths who worship Anthony Fauci. That's what they should say, but they won't say. And also, Buck, these attacks just make DeSantis stronger. That that's the big takeaway to me, because I really do believe that if you're taking shrapnel, it probably means you're over the target. 
they're so incredibly nervous. And I do think there's some truth to the argument that DeSantis is Donald Trump, but without the uh, bull in a china shop qualities. Now, a lot of people love the bull in a china shop qualities because I've always said, and I think you've agreed, Buck, Trump gets to the right results. Sometimes he breaks a lot of stuff to get there. And that is what oftentimes leads to him being attacked as vociferously as he is. Go back and look at what people say about Trump. They very rarely are coming after his conclusions. They're coming after the process by which he gets to the conclusion. And there is a fear out there that Ron DeSantis is going to get to many of the same conclusions as Trump, but he's going to do it without the bull in the china shop uh, noise and that as a result, he's going to be much more effective and much more difficult to attack. Now, I'm not sure that's true. I'm sure there are any number of things that they will try and destroy Ron DeSantis with if he steps onto the national political stage and ultimately ends up running for president. I mean, remember, I'm not sure, Buck, you can point to someone who is less offensive than Mitt Romney, and they turned him in to one of the worst humans who's ever existed. Like Mitt Romney, whatever you want to say about him, might be the most blandly inoffensive politician in America, raised five kids, married to the same woman his whole life, may not have ever even uttered a curse word in his life, and they destroyed him on the national stage. They'll do it to anybody. They turned Mitt Mitt Romney is Ned Flanders with a bigger bank account, and they turned him into (laughs) Genghis Khan. I mean, it was crazy. They're talking about Mitt Romney giving people cancer, bullying people in high school, shaving their heads, and keeping the dog on the roof of the car while he's got the binders full of women. They'll say this about anybody. They are ruthless. They are commies. This is what they do. But just on the notion of worse than Trump, because get ready for this, everybody. You're going to see so much of this about DeSantis and about anybody uh, who is, you know, who, who is making a run on the Republican side going forward. What's more likely that we just so suddenly found the next person in GOP who is even more terrifying than Trump, who they said was the most terrifying person to ever be in GOP politics, or that the libs are a bunch of dishonest psychos who need to just honestly take a Prozac and calm down a little bit? Like, I, I think we all know the answer here. No doubt. And in fact, you can see it reflected right now on the Senate floor. We're going to have a ton to say, by the way, I'm sure, on what Joe Biden says as a part of his overall uh, big uh, big event that he's going to take place on now, the one-year uh, analysis of everything that is going on in the world of the, uh, of the Biden administration one year in. That is going to be, what, for Eastern? So a little over an hour from now, you will be breaking it down in a big way, Buck. I am traveling down to southwest Florida to Fort Myers for our big event on Friday afternoon. I can't wait to hang out with all of our listeners down there. Buck will be appearing remotely because he's isolated right now with COVID. It's going to be a tremendous head into the weekend. I cannot wait. Yeah, so I'm going to be at the helm solo from quarantine tomorrow, friends, for three hours while our man Clay (laughs) Travis heads down for a live event. For our great affiliate in Fort Myers, Florida. I wish I could be there with all of you, but I will be with you tomorrow here on the radio show. So get psyched, get ready. Talk to you then. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel the Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. 
He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiance who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hear fascinating animal stories to explore wildlife across the globe in Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife. Starting March 15th, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.